Hello, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360. To continue our coverage of the 2021 VEATH Symposium, we are speaking with Dr. Brian DeRubertis, who is the Chief of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery at Weill Cornell Medical Center in New York. He recently presented Thrombolysis for Acute DVT, Utilization and Guidance from Current Clinical Trials. And he joins us today to talk about the take-home messages. Let's listen in. Can you give us a brief overview of your session or the research you're presenting? Sure. So the, the session is quite an interesting session. Uh, there's a, a variety of topics. They all have to do with uh, thromboembolic disease or venous, venous thrombosis. And um, uh, most of the session is focused on BVT management, uh, deep vein thrombosis management, and how we approach this problem, as, as well as some changes that have occurred over time in, in the way we manage this problem. Uh, by that, I, I'm referring uh, specifically to the, the, the uh, progression from simply anticoagulating patients alone with anticoagulation to moving into more aggressive uh, strategies of thrombus removal. And previously, this included primarily thrombolysis, catheter-directed thrombolysis, and that's, that's largely what my discussion is or my talk is going to be uh, covering. Um, but in, in addition to that, the session will also include uh, discussion of various single, single session mechanisms by which we clear thrombus more aggressively. So uh, by that, I mean uh, not just catheter-directed thrombolysis, but also some of the newer devices we have for, for clot retrieval, thrombectomy devices of various types. And so it's a, it's a broad session that covers really the, the evolution of management, as well as some of the data behind some of these specific types of management. Great. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, um, the newer methods or the um, approaches, I guess, to uh, clot removal? Sure. So, um, so historically, as I mentioned before, anticoagulation was the, the gold standard, and anticoagulation is still a, a reasonable choice for many patients, depending on, on their presentation, where their DVT is, which, which part of the venous uh, system it is, whether it's lower leg versus uh, femoral vein or ileal cable, you know, each of these different areas have implications for different um, potential types of treatment. Um, but anticoagulation alone was a, a sort of gold standard for some patients as we move to more aggressive treatment. Catheter-directed thrombolysis is, is sort of the next es escalation. And that's essentially where we try to embed a catheter directly into the area that, uh, that has occluded or that where the DVT exists and then drip uh, TPA as uh, the primary drug we use these days, TPA or tissue plasminogen activator, uh, drip that over uh, multiple hours, even sometimes several days to try to dissolve the clot. Um, that has the, the, uh, the benefit of, uh, of using a, a lytic therapy that slowly dissolves the clot over time, really uh, can help uh, dissolve clot behind venous valves and has been a, a tried and true way of managing this problem. The downside of that, of course, is that you have inpatient monitoring of the patient undergoing this therapy over many hours or again, several, several even up to several days. Um, there's a bleeding risk that comes with using TPA, uh, especially for prolonged periods of time. And, and that's why um, for both hospital resource utilization, as well as, as uh, various risks attended to using TPA, we sort of started exploring using other devices, such as mechanical thrombectomy devices. And there are a number out there, um, the, the clot retriever by an uh, Penumbra's uh, various catheters, 
uh, for aspiration thrombectomy. Uh, Angiojet was one of the earlier ones that both breaks up the, the thrombus and removes it to some degree. Experimenting with these different types of, of catheters to try to do single session thrombectomy rather than focusing more on the thrombolysis part of it. Interesting. Um, and then at what point during the treatment regimen does anticoagulation management do, um, stop working and then therefore the either the primary care provider or the cardiologist has to refer to surgery at what point yeah that's a that's a great question and that's that's a largely the focus of, of my talk uh, my talk in particular as well um, you know and anticoagulation is the uh, immediate first line treatment for any diagnosed DVT so if you have a patient who comes into the emergency room or to the primary care doctor's office and uh, has a swollen leg has suspected of having a DVT our first step in diagnosis is to perform a duplex ultrasound to confirm uh, or refute the diagnosis of a DVT. <clears throat> Once DVT has been uh, diagnosed, uh, the immediate anticoagulation is the first step at that point. And now we have various, various oral options as well as, as uh, Lovenox, low molecular, low molecular weight heparins, in addition to the Coumadin, which is what you know, historically we've always used. So now we have a lot of good options for anticoagulation. Um, but I would say the, to answer your question, when is it time to refer on to a, a vascular specialist? I, I think that the time is immediately upon diagnosis. And one of the points that I, I make in my presentation on during this session is that um, not all patients are necessarily appropriate uh, patients uh, to undergo these aggressive strategies of thrombus removal. And there's a lot of debate about which patients uh, should be treated with aggressive strategies of thromb uh, thrombus removal and, and what is the long-term benefit of that. That's, that's part of what I get into in my presentation. But not every patient qualifies or, or is really gonna be expected to benefit from, from these uh, more aggressive strategies. But what we don't ever want to have is a patient who have been evaluated that, who should have had that discussion and had that offered to them, not get offered that treatment during the window in which that treatment is applicable. Because of course, after you've had a DVT for you know, a couple of weeks or certainly a few months, some of these thrombus removal strategies no longer work. Thrombolysis is no longer an option. And so, um, you know, I've, I've met a number of patients in my, in my career who have had extensive iliofemoral DVTs or sometimes just femoral DVTs that are ex extremely symptomatic. And, uh, and those patients, for whatever reason, haven't been offered lytic therapy or, th or uh, other thrombus removal strategies. And until, until three or four months go by, they remain highly symptomatic. And at that point, they get referred to me with really very little options that I, I have remaining to treat them. So, um, so what we're trying to do is, is sort of get the message out that all patients who have been diagnosed with a DVT should immediately see a vascular specialist within the first week of their diagnosis. And what I typically do is I will see the patient in my office within days of the diagnosis and I rush to get them in to see me. Um, for some patients who are moderately or mild to moderately symptomatic, I, I just continue their anticoagulation that's already been started. I generally will see them back in, a, in about a week and see if they've had full resolution of their symptoms. And, and those that do, I often uh, do nothing further, but watch them with anticoagulation. But those who remain highly symptomatic after a week, we, we tend to suggest for those patients that we get them in to be um, in, into the cath lab or into the OR to get. It's one of these strategies of, of aggressive thrombus removal. 
there is some guidance from clinical trials, and that's another topic of discussion in my presentation. There's been two large national randomized trials that have looked at using uh, some type of thrombus removal strategy. Uh, the Cavent trial in Norway was a, about a 200 patient trial, which did show a uh, improvement in iliofemoral patency for those patients who underwent an aggressive strategy of thrombus removal. Uh, and they also showed both at two years and at five years, um, uh, lower rates of post-thrombotic syndrome. So that was a positive trial for the use of these more aggressive strategies. The ATTRACT trial was an NIH-funded trial in the United States, and, and that randomized patients to uh, anticoagulation versus a more aggressive strategy of thrombus removal. And the difference from the CAVIN trial, that trial, in terms of its primary endpoint of any post-thrombotic syndrome, they did not show a difference between the two. But that said, if you look at the subsets of patients with um, more proximal uh, iliac uh, vein thrombosis compared to infrainguinal uh, thrombosis, those patients with more proximal thrombosis were much more likely to see a benefit, at least numerically, in terms of the reduction of, of uh, post-thrombotic syndrome. And those patients with moderate or severe um, post-thrombotic syndrome uh, were more likely to have a benefit from the more aggressive strategy. So even though the primary endpoint of any thrombotic post-thrombotic syndrome was no different between the two arms, if you look at the more moderate, severe patients, they certainly did benefit. So the results can be a little bit confusing or a little mixed, I would say. And I think that in the primary care world or in sort of the general medicine world, they, they may look at the headlines of some of these trials and, and think that maybe there's no benefit to a certain type of therapy but you really have to, to understand the, the subsets of those patients and use that data to make it somewhat of an educated decision based on your specific patient. And so that's why, as I, I mentioned moments ago, I'll see a patient initially in the office. Uh, if they're moderately symptomatic, I'll kind of watch them for a week. And also I take into account where their thrombus is. If it's an iliocable thrombus, then I'm much more likely to offer them a, a thrombolysis or a pharmacomechanical thrombectomy. If it's more of a popliteal DVT, then it's, we're a little less aggressive about those. Great. Um, so with all of these um, take-home messages, I think you mentioned a few in there, um, how can clinicians implement those into daily practice tomorrow? Yeah, I think the, the biggest message I would say for non-vascular specialists is, um, you know, have a high suspicion of DBT for those patients presenting with obvious signs, signs and symptoms, get them immediately started anticoagulation, but really plug them into a vascular specialist of some type, someone who's very familiar with the full range of, of more aggressive uh, therapies of uh, thrombus removal, a vascular surgeon, an interventional cardiologist, radiologist, someone who really has, has that as venous disease, deep venous disease as part of the full spectrum of care that they offer patients. So that's, that's step number one. And then I think for those vascular specialists that are, are practicing and trying to decide how to choose the right patients for the right interventional therapy, this session overall does a great job of, of introducing them to some of the devices that are available for these, these patients. Um, in terms of making that decision as to whom to, to intervene. I, I think, as I mentioned, the, the clinical trials that I've, I've sort of highlighted give some guidance, but I'd say that the most important thing is to take the learnings from those trials and take it to that individual patient uh, and, and have a uh, sort of a, an open dialogue and an open line of communication with the patient to see if, if they're improving with, with anticoagulation alone. And if they're not, have a low threshold to get them in, uh, to a cath lab and start an intervention within ideally seven days, but, but really no more than two weeks, because that's the window at which this type of therapy is most effective, I think. That's interesting. Um, so what is the next step in the research for um, DVT management and approaches? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And, and I say that primarily because there have been now several large randomized trials that have tried to tease this, this question out in terms of uh, which, which patients are most likely going to benefit from these different types of therapy. Um, I don't know that we'll ever have that kind of uh, large randomized trial in this area that has been successfully uh, carried out again. I think each of these trials did suffer from somewhat prolonged recruitment periods of their patients. And, and uh, these are these are big endeavors and they're fairly well done. And each has their their uh, limitations and some, some criticisms. For example, the ATTRACT trial, the, the, uh, the use of the primary endpoint of, of having any post-traumatic syndrome um, really to some degree sort of, uh, I would say, um, obscured what the ultimate conclusions could, could, could be from this trial, because those are a somewhat heterogeneous group of patients, but, but that was largely necessary for, for, for recruitment of patients, you know? And so, so I don't know that we'll have, um, any better large scale randomized controlled trial data than these two trials, but I think these two trials do give us a, a fair amount of information. Um, going forward, I think the, the next step is the, the recognition that catheter-directed thrombolysis, where we're administering TPO over many days, is not ideal. And, um, and, uh, and I think that the future research will most likely focus on those new devices that are available that uh, are able to remove large burden of thrombus in a very short period of time and uh, for single session lytics. And I think that the future research that's probably most relevant to our patients will be the research that shows how effective those devices uh, are on an on a, on a individual patient by patient basis. Interesting. Um, all right, so thank you so much for joining me and answering all my questions. Great, my pleasure.